This is the Monology Podcast. 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 It is going, sir. Guess. What's this episode like 27 or 32. something? 32. 32? Yeah, there are a couple episodes that uh, nobody gets to see. Um, uh, well, you don't see these well, episodes. Well, yeah, they're not going to get to hear them or okay. see them on the on the face or on the uh, podcast page to, you know, to download and listen. So I see. Um, some cool things are coming up, Mike. So on October 22nd, which is this coming Friday... Uh, the Jogs group at Northmore Local Schools, they're doing a haunted trail. Ooh. That sounds fun. Um, and then, uh, let's see, there's there were a couple other things. There's some uh, lots of stuff going on around us, not a lot going on inside of the county as far as uh, things to do. Um, if you didn't get out to Sawyer's um, Apple Orchard celebration, that was a great time. Uh, my kids loved it. Oh, they you were out there? Yes, we oh, went out great. on Saturday, um, and the the kids absolutely loved it. So they had a great time. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to see if there's anything. There's uh, lots of um, different things going on all around us. I'm not seeing much that's local here. Well, I can, I can uh, tell you about one. It's right on the county line. It's the Eco Center. Oh, yeah. What's going on out and there? And they have the Phobia Haunted Trail going on. And um, looking for details here, I know it's on Saturday. I believe it's on Friday and Saturday nights from 8 to 11 p.m. That's on County Road 59, right at the Marion Morrow County line. Um, $20 general admission. And last year they had a super, super haunted trail that... Uh, Got quite a bit of publicity, so um, I'm going to try to go out there. Okay, that's awesome. I um, am getting text messages here. Um, so I'm looking here. I don't see that there's – there really is not a lot going on, it appears, um, locally. Uh, I know trick-or-treat in the village is going to be happening here. Um, I think on the let's see the thirtieth is a Saturday evening. Yes. I think it's that Saturday. I believe five to six um, is the time there. Okay. Okay. Um, and I was trying to find that here, but guess what? The computer is slow again this week um, on that. So, uh, what else is going on, Mike? What's the uh, his- historical society got going well i'll tell you i was just down there um of course we record this upstairs at the history center excuse me just before we came up here to record this um i stopped in and was surprised at our new uh, exhibit down there of um um advertising material from different local businesses of the past uh yardsticks uh calendars different things that might uh, stir up some memories for some folks so you might want to stop in to see that. Um, let me see. Our fair exhibit is gone, obviously. Um, other than that, I mean, one of our biggest attractions, of course, is the cannon. Mm-hmm. And that was built back in the 1700s and uh, actually came from France originally <clears throat> and was given to the village. Um, and it sat at the square, right? It did sit on the square. Over on the, let me see, that would be the... South, south east east 
square. So over there by the BMV, in front of the BMV. Right, area, right, right. And that grassy and, area. And uh, you can see a picture down there in the History Center of it actually aimed at a nativity scene at Christmas time. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't intentional, <laughs> but it's aimed right at the back of the... They built the... Uh, Nativity scene in front of the cannon that year. Yeah, they usually had. They, I, I remember it being. Well, I remember it being on the southeast and southwest side of the square there, on both sides. I, I remember them having it there. So yeah, it changes. Uh, I believe that the Mount Gilead Art Department over the years has been responsible for keeping those figures painted and looking good. So, um, you know, um, it's a community thing keeping that tradition going in Mount Gilead. Definitely. I think that's the cool one of the cool things that we have about being a little a little, you know, rural area and the cool things that we get to have. Um, you know, you don't always see that in the bigger bigger areas, you know. So I um I like seeing all that at Christmas time. Oh, I do too. Uh something big happened this past week and your wife was involved. Thursday yes. night, this past Thursday. Yeah. So uh the Mara County Chamber held their um their annual dinner and they actually diamonds and denim dynam, yeah diamonds and denim <laughs> uh and um they it was kind of it was i'd never been to one so i didn't know what to expect and obviously angela had never been to one either but it was a good time um they uh, honored businesses that uh celebrated milestone years 5 10 15 20 over 180 mm-hmm. uh years of service, um, some county offices, uh, the village of Cardington. Um, one of the things I wanted to call out, though, Mike, is Morrow County Hospital won the uh, large employer of the year. Oh, sure. Award. Look what they had to go through with COVID last year. Yeah, and the um, the submission was just phenomenal. Um, you know, being in the hospital and knowing exactly what they were going through. Um, I get it. Um, and I, you know, I could, I, I felt really happy. And the coolest thing was, do you remember what happened since you were there too, when they announced that it was Morrow County Hospital? Oh, they got a standing ovation. Yes. Most certainly. And, and they should, those folks, those are real heroes. That was, that was, that was one of the coolest things to see some folks that, you know, I know don't work in healthcare. Uh, they stood up right away to do that. And of course I joined um, in that. So, and it was really, uh, uh the, the ceremony of, um, of, uh, giving recognition to all these organizations and businesses was really quick, but they had to cover two years cause last year they couldn't do it because of COVID. Right. And so both of our organizations were honored for, mm-hmm. would have been honored last year. Right. Right. Um, and so the historical society would have, was 50 years, 50 years. Yep. And then Mar little theater was 10, 10 years, years last year. Right. Um, and so it was just kind of nice to, to get to see some people I haven't seen in, um, almost two years, you know, uh, that was kind of cool. So, and there was a 50, 50, uh, drawing and, uh, I have to give, um, kudos to my brother-in-law with tidy Tim's portable, uh, restrooms who uh, won that, but then gave his half back to the chamber. So that was a very kind act. Yeah. Um, I uh, There were lots of uh, baskets and stuff, raffle items, um, tickets to Blue Jacket games. Uh, to the, the Renaissance Theater, or uh, Renaissance um, Festival. Yeah. I saw that. Some haunted, uh, Mike Schnell from 95.1 had yes. some haunted uh, tour 
tickets and things like that that I thought was kind of cool too. So just all kinds of cool things. Um, kudos to Aaron Kelty and Nick. I can't think of Nick's last name. Off I can't either. Head. I can picture him, but I can't tell you his um, name. They did a great job of putting it together. Um, so it was it was a good time. I had never been. It was it was fun. Um, kudos to the chamber for those who are not chamber members. Um, you might want to join. There are some perks to being a chamber member, uh, and networking, I think, is the biggest perk. Yes, and, I believe that is the biggest one right there. And getting your uh, your business name out there or whatever. And there are a lot of businesses that are saying, hey, let's shop local. What can we do local? Um, and, you know, can we buy, instead of buying a stamp from a big box store, meaning, you know, like a big rubber stamp for yeah. something. Can we buy it locally? Maybe from oh, Hoffman's. Mr. Tim Hoffman. Sure. Or maybe from um, Hartman Printing. Or yes. maybe from a Brody Warehouse. You know, what are some of those things that we can buy local? You know, and that's just three off the top of my head. I'm sure that there's others in the county that can do things like that. So, oh, we have a lot to uh, a lot to choose from here in this county as far as eateries. As far as businesses that do things like printing, uh, uh, Morrow County is very rich in uh, talented folks that, uh, in some cases, it's not necessary to go outside the county. Yeah, it depends on what you're looking for, too. So, hey, um, this coming week, Thursday through Friday, there's pop up shops, um, handmade bath and body products. They're going to be down here uh, at the uh, gathering place. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, not at the gathering place. It's actually at 3454 Township Road 178 in Fredericktown. So I believe that that is a Morrow County address with a Fredericktown mailing address. Okay. Um, But they have, uh, looks like, uh, a big bath and body product line that they're going to be having a little festival for, a little sale for. Um, And then... uh, Then... um, Mar Little Theater is having on Saturday, um, October 30th, starting at 11.30 p.m., doors are going to open for Rocky Horror Picture Show viewing. It's a good time. Um, if you haven't seen the cult classic movie, it's, uh, it is not for everyone, I'll just say that, um, but it is a cult classic, um, and we've, we always have a good time, you know, squirting people with squirt guns and, you know, getting out in the aisle and, and doing the time warp and... And we missed doing that. We did do it last year during COVID and um, had masks, and um, it was fun. So stop out and uh, and to uh, the Capitol Theater here in town uh, in Mount Gilead and um, see that on uh, the 30th. It's $20 donation. Uh, gets you your kit and the movie to see that. Um, and then if you want to buy a ticket ahead of time or get your donate um, – Put your donation in to get your packet ahead of time. Go to marlittletheater.org, and you can view that there. And, Mike, coming up, we have our Christmas in the Village. Oh, yes. Yes, and December. It's it's actually going to be November. We're going to do it the November, um, okay. the weekend before Thanksgiving. Okay, okay. So the weekend before Thanksgiving, which is 11-19, uh, 11-20, we're going to be doing it at Trinity United Methodist Church down in the uh, Sunday school classrooms. Okay. Um, we're going to be doing those um, there. We've got some pretty talented folks, and I'm going to bring back a couple numbers they're, from they're our... They're both pretty and talented, or just... Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to be bringing back some numbers uh, from our very first Christmas in the Village. Okay. Uh, some bringing back some of those, and then bringing in some new folks, and there are lots of new folks in this okay. in this one. And when is that again? It's going to be November nineteenth and twentieth, and it's going to start at seven p.m. on both nights. It's a Friday and Saturday. Only two showings. Uh, it's going to be at Trinity United Methodist Church in Mount Gilead, just up from the library uh, and across from the courthouse. Um, so we start rehearsals for that today, Sunday, right after this. I go. Right down, and we start rehearsals for that. Really? So, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, and then uh, we have Thanksgiving, the weekend after, and the weekend after that, Friday night, is the big parade. It's the uh, chamber um, holiday parade here in Mount Gilead. Uh, it, that'll make it December 4th. I think that's right, and I think that the theme is an old-fashioned Christmas. Yeah. Which was last year's theme, but of course, they didn't get to have it last year, so um, yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Do you have something? Yes, I do. Um, if your children are in need of winter outerwear to go to school, the Morrow County Job and Family Services will be providing a $150 winter outerwear voucher to eligible Morrow County school-aged children. The applications uh, were available October 4th through October 29th. And income verification may be required, and eligibility is based on the 150% of the federal poverty guidelines. Um, all household members are counted for PRC eligibility. Uh, once approved, the outerwear vouchers will be mailed to your home with additional details within 30 days after it is received by the agency. So the application must be processed in the order as received, will be processed in the order as received. The application deadline, of course, is October 29th. And you can talk to, questions can be directed to Tara Lawyer. Do you have your pencil ready? Here's the phone number. 419-949-2656. So uh, just thought I'd throw that out there in case somebody listening that's in need of uh, winter clothing for their children. Yeah, I think that's a good call out. So um, if you folks are looking for uh, locations on Facebook to get some of this information, Bringing Sunshine to Morrow County is a good one. Think Local First, Morrow County, Ohio is another good uh, good one there. Uh, there's also Morrow County Block Watch, Morrow County Online Garage Sales. Well, I found on what's happening in Morrow County. Yeah, there are tons of Morrow County sites, so go out there and uh, view those if you are in need. Um, and you know, Mike, so we went from 80 on what, Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday, and it's like <laughs> a high of 51 today or 57 yes. today. Well, it is, it's getting to be late October, so that's normal. Well, and then guess what? On, t- on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it's supposed to be 80 again. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, so current events... I think that's going to close it out. We're going to have some beautiful weather this week, and the leaves are starting to change. Get your gardens cleaned up and, and ready to hunker them down for the winter, and I'm not looking forward to, cl- to closing down my patio, <laughs> putting you know, taking the, the, tar- the tent down, and I'm just not ready to put that I'm stuff sure. away. Yeah. Talking about changing, I was uh, opening my refrigerator the other day, and, and I hear this little voice says, uh, 
Close the door. I'm dressing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Mike, where are you taking us today? Well, today we're going to talk about two brothers who made a difference in Morrow County. All right. And I'm taking this, I'm going to read it word for word from Lest We Forget, uh, Vignettes of Morrow County, Ohio, that was put together by Charles D. Mosier. We've read a lot out of that book. Well, we have. have. I mean, Mr. Mosier is gone now, but uh, I do uh, thank him for all the work he put into a recording history for us. So... <clears throat> My voice is not the best today, so uh, I'll do the best I can with this. <clears throat> each, each in their own way, the brothers Dr. Nathan Tucker and Augustus Q. Tucker made important contributions to our town and county and to the world with their unflagging efforts. These contributions were in the field of medicine and manufacturing. They had changed the look of Mount Gilead by the beginning of the 20th century. Now, we've talked about Dr. Tucker before, but I'm going to uh, kind of give a I've, synopsis here. I've never heard of Augustus. Oh, well, we'll talk about him in a minute. Well, right. Let's talk about uh, Brother Nathan first, Dr. Nathan Tucker. As you drive around the square in Mount Gilead, take another look at the building at the southwest corner of Main and Center Streets. It is almost 100 years old and is a silent memorial to its builder, Dr. Nathan Tucker. If you glance down South Main Street, you will see the Snyder Funeral Home, which is now the Morrow uh, Health Center. Uh, Dr. Tucker built this building in 1900 for his offices and laboratories. Just across the street from the funeral home is a substantial apartment building he erected for his patients who came to Mount Gilead to be treated for asthma and related ailments. In seven years, he single-handedly changed the look of the center of Mount Gilead from a pioneer village to a substantial town. As a young doctor, he came to Mount Gilead in 1866 and struggled for a time to build his practice. At a time when few effective medications for asthma were available, Dr. Tucker began his experiments. After many months, he developed a treatment he called asthma-specific. His formula greatly alleviated the agonizing symptoms of bronchial asthma. Anyone who has been afflicted with, with asthmatic attacks or knows someone afflicted will know what a serious and distressful ailment bronchial asthma can be. The victim wheezes and whistles and endures incessant coughing during the attack. Fever may be present and vomiting may follow, especially among children. Dr. Tucker's patients found relief and they spread the word. Sufferers flocked to Mount Gilead for treatment coming from great distances. Dr. Tucker prospered beyond his most hopeful expectations. He generously gave of himself to research and care for his patients. As he grew more prosperous, prosperous excuse me, he built the three buildings that still stand in Mount Gilead. Though it would be difficult to find a bottle of asthma specific today, these buildings are a testimony to a life that made a difference around the turn of the last century. Now we're going to talk about his brother, Augustus Q. Tucker, of whom you said you have not heard. I have not. It was in 1883 that the Hydraulic Press Manufacturing Company was organized under the leadership of Augustus Q. Tucker, but it had its beginnings as early as 1867, when Augustus found an easier way to press apples for cider. From this modest beginning has grown the most important industry in Morrow County, 
One that now, well, remember this book was written back in the 1980s. Uh, one that now employs about 300 people, but once employed nearly 700 people. Just, just after the end of the Civil War, Mr. Tucker lived on a farm near Mount Gilead Station, now called Edison, and was using a screw press for cider making. Always looking for a better way to do things, he designed a cider press based on the hydraulic or hydrostatic principle. While Mr. Tucker had a practical and business mind, he knew his limitations for working out the details of the concept he had developed and looked for help in the engineering. He heard of the work of Silas M. Brown of Indiana, a mechanical genius who had also built a hydraulic cider press. In 1877, they combined their talents, and a practical and successful hydraulic press was designed. They took out a number of patents on this machine. Later, Mr. Tucker and his friend G.V. Smith bought Mr. Brown's interest in the patents for uh, Morrow and Marion counties, and later they became the owners of the patents for all of Ohio. Realizing they needed more capital to expand, an agreement was made among the owners to form a stock company in 1883. At first, the business grew slowly, but eventually became successful beyond their dreams. The 1911 Morrow County History says the Hydraulic Press Company came into possession of all the patents for the United States of America. The business was first organized with a capital of $20,000. Not much business was done in 1883 as the year was spent in erecting buildings and installing machinery. A few presses were built in 1884, but most of this year was spent in perfecting the press. In 1885, the company manufactured the perfected press and at the end of that year declared a dividend of 10% on the stock and credited 10% to surplus account. The business continued to be profitable and successful. The year of 1886 showed a net profit of 75% of the original capital stock. The amount was placed in the surplus fund to enlarge the capital. The year 1887 started in with bright prospects, but about August 13th of that year, the entire plant was destroyed by fire, together with a stock of 80 presses. Only 21 presses had been shipped out before the fire. A loss of $50,000 was sustained with an insurance of $19,300. The company was reorganized under the name Hydraulic Press Manufacturing, HPM as most of us know it, and it came back stronger than ever. From its beginnings, the company's success was largely due due to the skills and efforts of Augustus Tucker, James Carlyle, and M. Burr Talmage. Mr. Tucker personally introduced the machine into every fruit-growing section of the United States and Canada, with the exception of the extreme Northwest. He traveled over most of the territory with horse and buggy, and carried a small working model with him showing thousands of people the principle of hydraulic pressure for the first time. It was his sale ability and uh, perseverance that brought their product to universal use. In 1911, he was one of the principal investors in the company and was member of the board of directors. Along with most of Morrow County, um, Mr. Mosher's father, Harold H. Mosher, worked for HPM. By the time he started there, they were manufacturing heavy heavy machinery from 1942 all through World War II, and until 1970, he often worked 12 or 14 hours a day. 
He assisted in securing hydraulic presses to truck beds and flat cars. Eventually, he was in charge of the shipping department, expediting shipments all over the world. So there's a little bit about the history of the HPM. My dad worked there for, I'm going to say, 40 years. Uh, my grandpa worked there before him. I applied. I didn't get hired. So. <laughs> wow. There's I did little... not know that it was the same group. Yes. Um, yep. The uh, uh, Tucker brothers were quite well known in the area. I guess to have that kind of talent, though, man, 